I love September, Nicole. It's definitely got that back to school vibe about it. But back to school and work is great for some, but for others, it brings with it feelings of anxiety and stress if their life isn't in balance. So we felt that this was the perfect month to tackle the tricky issue of work-life balance. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Laura Mishcon, and this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. The work-life balance is the state of equilibrium where a person equally prioritises the demands of their career and the demands of their personal life. A healthy work-life balance will mean different things to us all. It's not about splitting your time 50-50 between work and leisure, but more making sure that you feel fulfilled and content in both areas of your life. If you have a healthy balance, then you might be someone who meets your deadlines at work while still having time for friends and hobbies. Who has enough time to sleep properly and eat well? Who doesn't worry about work when you're at home? But for many, this isn't the case, especially if they are working whilst also caring for others, like their children or parents or if they have health issues. So how do you know if your work-life balance is unhealthy? It can be so easy to normalise long working hours or being under an extreme amount of stress. And how do you know like what's the daily grind and what's being out of balance? Because I think when you start a job in your 20s and you kind of start that whole process, it just becomes, well, this is just how life is, right? And also because everything is so overly demanding now and everything is so immediate. Yes. And so everything is expected. Like you send an email, you don't get something in 10 minutes. Like, well, did you get my email? Yes. Whereas before, I'm talking many, 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 many years ago, before email, you would write a letter and it would be a week before one came. And so there was a space. There was something called a fax before that. Yeah, but there was a space between communication and now everything is expected immediately. And we're not better off for it. Absolutely. We're not. Absolutely not. I think there's many things that tell you if you're out of kilter. Come on then. What are some of them? Well, I think you, your body yep. will be in pain. Yeah. Suffering from chronic headaches. Oh, hello, Mrs. Or Goodman. Or neck and shoulder pain is often a sign that you are living in a constant state of strain. Yeah. Uh, you're always tired. Mm. Persistent fatigue could be your brain's way of saying it's on overload. Yep. Your patience is wearing thin. Yes. When we have no work-life balance, we often start to lose our temper quickly and hold on to resentments a little tighter. Yeah. Uh, it could be that you can't remember the last time you enjoyed yourself. Mm. That's really sad. Your relationships are struggling. Your personal and professional space is a mess. Yeah. You're glued to your phone. Well, yeah. We're all glued to our bloody phone, aren't we? You're unclear about your priorities. And yep. you're a perfectionist. Yeah, striving for perfection is yeah. a big thing. So these are all signs that you might not have your work-life balance in place. Yep. Now, look, it's not always possible to make changes at work. You might be on a zero-hours contract. You might not feel comfortable speaking up. You might need to work really long hours to earn enough money to pay yep. your bills. Or, yep. like us, you might be self-employed. So you're the only person responsible for your working life. But for those people who can make changes, recent research suggests that regularly checking your work-life balance is a really good idea. And here are some five little steps that you could take 
to help you with that. Nice. Ready? You always do your work here, well, don't you? I like to give something concrete and solid to be able to kind of take home with you. Yeah. Because it's all very well to say, well, da-da-da, just fix it. But I think a lot of people listen and go, well, how? Yeah, how yeah. do I go about yeah, that? Yeah, so agreed. here are five steps. Pause. Mm. Ask yourself, what is currently causing me stress or unhappiness? How is that affecting my work and personal life? What am I prioritizing? What am I losing out on? Yeah. I think often people don't take the time to reflect totally. on their work till there's something massive happens, like someone dies or there's the birth yeah. of a baby and suddenly they go, oh, wow, you know, that happened and yeah. I really shouldn't be prioritizing my emails over having spent time with whoever who yeah. now isn't here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you have a panic attack in the middle of the Phoenix furniture department. Something That's to like come that. later. <laughs> Number two, pay attention to your feelings. How do you feel? Are you fulfilled and happy? Are you angry and resentful? What are you feeling? Yeah. Three, reprioritize. Have a think about what it is that needs to change. Number four, consider your alternatives. Is there anything at work that you can change to meet these priorities? And number five, make the changes. That could be asking for flexible hours or making sure that you do use all up all your annual leave or just not checking your emails on the weekend. Can I add something? Yes. Number six. Yes. And this is going to be a really annoying one yep. to hear, mm. but it is a truth. Go on. Your work-life balance, however it is right now, is all a product of your own choice. So wherever you are, even if you're working until 11 o'clock at night because you cannot get your work done any earlier than that, that is your choice. Mm. But the beauty of that, and I can hear people go, well, it's not my choice, that's my boss and I've got loads of work to do and I'm overworked and we're under-resourced and blah, blah, blah. The beauty of knowing that wherever you are is a product of your choice is that you get to choose something else. Yeah. So there are always choices to be made. Yeah. And there are always possibilities to change something. Doesn't mean that you need to go and quit your job um, and, you know, do something really impulsive, as Lauren would say. But there are ways in which you could manage it better. So to help us with our week, we've enlisted Katie Friedman. Katie is the founder of Flexible Working People on a mission to change the world of work. Having worked her way up the corporate ladder, Katie's senior role was made redundant after her first maternity leave. Flexible working options for women in business at the time were lacking and having suffered silently with long-term chronic conditions, she knew that her work-life balance needed to shift. Frustrated that she was unable to continue the career that she loved on flexible terms, she began a journey championing the cause for the many other people like her. And in 2018, she set up a Facebook group, Flexible Working People. This group's grown into a powerful and highly engaged community of over 40,000 people with a shared mission to change the world of work, support people in their flexible working journey, and to try and find that elusive mm -hmm. work-life balance um she has a website www.flexibleworkingpeople.com welcome to the show katie what are we really talking about when we use the phrase work-life balance what does it mean to you what does it mean to me it's such an interesting question and it's a question that i'll never fully answer work-life balance what does it mean does anyone really truly have work-life balance to me it means that i am sane that i can <laughs> sane is good sane is excellent sane is sane good, is good. That, that I feel slightly more in control of my life um, and that there is, you know, I can compartmentalise in some ways my work and my home and everything's running 
efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that work-life balance ebbs and flows. Yes, I agree. All the time. But that's balance in general. Balance in it? general. So what is work-life balance? I think for me, it's having a sense of calm about my life, being able to do my job and enjoy it, be present with my family and enjoy being a mum. Yeah. And and not feel stressed and yeah. anxious all the time. So mm-hmm. it's about just having a sense of calm about yeah. what you do. Yeah. What are the main issues that you see with the women who come to you that are affecting them? So as you know, I run a pretty large community um, called Flexible Working People and there are thousands of mainly women in that mm. community who share and talk about all of the struggles and the challenges that they go through. Um, and some of the main issues, I think, are about and around their career and the balance between being a mum mainly, being a parent mm. or a caregiver, and how do they balance that with their work. Do you see that's coming mainly from women? Mainly, so, mainly from women. Well, mm. my community is kind of 97% women. Oh, okay. So, oh, yes. okay. so I'm trying to balance that more yeah. as more men start to want and desire flexible working. There's definitely been a shift, which we'll talk about. But I think mainly it's about their careers taking a, a massive blow. Mm. Um, after having children, many leave their jobs, get forced out of their jobs or struggle to return to their jobs. So, um, So I think that... For me, I hear from women every day who don't have the right balance. Um, They're working in jobs where they're full time and they don't have the flexibility to be present in family life. Mm. Um, Still. Still, Mm. yes. So there's still a massive divide. We've moved a really long way. But I think COVID's played, the pandemic's played a major role in in a shift. Absolutely. Mm. And more and more companies are thinking about the flexible working policies but there's definitely a divide. There's a, those who do and those who don't. There's a, those who are now saying hybrid working all the way. But what's hybrid working? Hybrid working still working from home a couple of days or a day a week, but it's still a full-time role. Yes. So true flexible working isn't really just about where you work. It's not really about just being at home because you're still expected to be doing and delivering all of the work that you be doing in a full-time job. So it doesn't give you any more bandwidth yeah. right. to balance your life. So... You know, so hybrid working is kind of one step on the ladder, I'd say, towards flexible working. But true flexible working is about not just about where you work, but it's about how you work. It's about when you work. It's about having control over your work. And it's about deciding what works for you. So Mm. some people might feel, you know, that their best time, their optimal working time is in the evenings when everyone's you know, in bed and they can sit there and get through all their emails. Yep. Other people love working first thing in the morning. Other yeah. people hate it. So yeah, yep. it kind of just varies. And are companies open to that then, being able to work whenever they want as long as the work gets done? So some are now. So it's been there's been an incredible shift change. Is it is the tide turning and is that for the better? A hundred percent the tide is turning. Has it turned? No. Mm. Are we on the way? Yes. Mm. So there are lots of companies now who you know, remote first, you know, you can mm. work from anywhere, we'll hire from anywhere, which basically awesome. opens That's up amazing. the hiring pool to, yeah. to absolutely anyone. So it doesn't matter where you live, where you're based, you can work remotely, which means that if you can work from home permanently or remotely, disabled people, people with caring responsibilities, mm. people who can't get into the office. Mm. So suddenly work becomes, you know, something that they can do rather than something that they can't do. Yeah. Um, and COVID really helped, the pandemic really helped shift that. So 
But there are also loads of companies now saying get back to work. Yes. Get back to work. They want bums back on seats. What are your thoughts on that? I think that we've what we've been through um, globally as a world has shifted like the way we need to think about work. I think that people proved during the pandemic that you can be as productive, if not more productive, working from home. Yep. So I think pulling everyone back into the office is wrong. I can't see. I think it's a lazy business approach. I think that having people work remotely is harder for a business to manage. Yeah. It is harder because your yeah. people aren't all there. You yeah. can't see them. You yeah. can't call them into meetings. Yeah. You know, it's difficult. So I think it's a lazy approach to business, if I'm honest. I think that, you know, they sort of say, well, you know, culturally it's not the same. We all need to be here. But, you know, you could have two core days where, you know, your core days are that people come into the office on Monday and a Wednesday and the rest of the time you trust them to do their jobs from wherever they are. You still get that, you know, everybody together, face-to-face, cultural experience. Yeah. But you don't all need to be there five days a week. Okay. Do you think that, just thinking about the responsibility of the work-life balance, does that come down to the individual or does an employer have just as much responsibility to encourage a healthy balance as much as the employee? So I think that the employee uh, has a massive responsibility to help to encourage work-life balance. Because if you've got happy people yes. working in your workplace, yes. they will be more productive. Yes. End of. Yes. If you don't encourage work-life balance and you encourage a everybody always on, everybody in the workplace... We don't want to hear about your personal lives. It's all about work. Let's compartmentalise it. This is work. That's home. Then you're just not going to have happy people because happy people are people who have parents who they need caring for, children who need picking up from school, you know, whatever it is. You know, or they need to go for a run because it makes them feel mentally in a better place. Yeah. So, and and everybody's (laughs) different. So if your company doesn't care about you, and doesn't care about your work-life balance and doesn't care if they only care about productivity Mm. and you being in the office, Mm. then sorry, you're going to have a really miserable workplace. But what's been really interesting since the pandemic, talk about that, because it has been a major shift, is that people now don't want to work for companies like that anymore. So we've seen this sort of the great, it's called the great, the media have called it the great resignation and actually, we've seen it. People... It's fucked a lot of things up, e.g. the airports. <laughs> Massively. <laughs> but basically, people are saying no. Yes. They're all saying no. As you've just sworn. Maybe it's off. our. I'm maybe not it's, doing this anymore. Maybe it's our podcast. Maybe it was the saying no yes, week. Now they've why. just all quit. That's why. So a we're, lot of people are quitting. Influential. You are yes. that influential. So people are saying, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Sorry. I don't want to work for a place who doesn't enable me to work flexibly. I don't want to come back into the office five days a week. And interestingly now, there's so many more people looking for jobs. So, um, you know, who are leaving their companies Mm. because they don't want to be beholden and shackled Mm. to their desk. Yeah. So there has been a really interesting shift. And what about people who are self-employed? It's a really interesting one. I set up my own business on a mission to become more flexible. And yes, I am more flexible, but I work so much bloody harder than I ever did (laughs) as an employed person. Yeah. Because, um, because there ain't no one else paying your wages. Correct. And you did have a very high-flying job. So I you? had a big job. I got paid a really decent amount. I had a company car. I travelled all over the place. 
but I literally couldn't do what I wanted to do when I had wanted to do it. I had no control. Mm. And I have seen and I know so many women like me who have given up employed jobs to work for themselves to just get that control back. Yeah. yeah. And that really is what it is. It's about flexibility. It's about taking control back in your life. And self-employment gives you a little bit more of that control. You decide when you work, how you work, where you work, what you do. Who you work with. Who you work with. Yeah. You don't have to be told anything. You decide who you want to work with, your clients. Mm -hmm. You don't like a client, don't want to work with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Equally, you need to get paid. So sometimes you have to like make decisions and suck it up. Yes, absolutely. I was never very good at sucking it up. No, you're still not. I'm I'm (laughs) I'm not either. I am Luckily, t- I am. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. You are so much better at sucking it up than I, I am. am. It's true. It's true. It's got to be said. Sometimes I just have to, to my remo- detriment. remove myself. It is hard sometimes to suck it I up. I don't want to suck it no, up. No, who does? But no one wants no to. No one wants to suck it up, but sometimes you have to. Yeah. That's um, why but when you're self-employed, you have to suck it up less. Yes. Yes. It's true. But, but I'm totally unemployable. Oh, my husband says that. At least once a week. I about Nicole. No, about, about himself. <laughs> <laughs> he says it about himself, but it applies to both of them. I think that once you've become self-employed, you are unemployable. Would you, Katie, would you say you are unemployable? hundred yeah. percent unemployable. Exactly. I, think I, I'm I, still I shouldn't em- say that because I, I might I'm need still a job em- soon. <laughs> I'm <laughs> still employable, I think. I am. I don't Because yeah, you can suck it up. Correct. James, you're unemployable Oh my too. God, he is so unemployable. He's totally unemployable. <laughs> I, I mean it as a compliment, by the way. And there's nothing wrong with being unemployable. No, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. I've worked for myself for far too long. So what are some top tips that you would give to people who want to start addressing this issue? Let's say they've listened to the show and they're like, yeah, my work-life balance this is shit. It's fucked. Yeah. I need to start addressing this. What top tips so would you So that's a really good point because what you said there is that they, they, they know that their work-life balance yeah. is shit. There are lots of people who don't, who live in a state of total overwhelm and haven't taken that stop to well, we, go. We talked about that in the show. We were saying, how do we know? How do some people differentiate between what's the grind, the normal grind, and what's the balance yeah. being off kilter? So that? what's really interesting is taking that pause and knowing that oh, actually... Oh, well, that's our, that was our tip. That was our first Was tip that your of, tip? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of, so I think that's the thing. Mm. I think that you can live in a state of anxiety for a really long time. Yes. Mm. Oh my god. And not god, even yes. know that you're in it. Yes. yes. And you know you can be shouting at all the you know all your loved ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not really anxious, sleeping very not well. Not sleeping. Yep. Eating shit. Yes. Doing all those things and not realizing that actually yeah. it's because your life is totally imbalanced. Yeah. So and you've got there. You've got to that point. Then what do you do? Then what do you do? So you think about all of the different aspects of your life. So what's important to me? What ba- we've t- I know that boundaries is a cliche, but if you don't have boundaries in place, then you won't have any balance. So learning to say no, again, a cliche, but it's not just no. no. We love these. We mm. love these. We've done shows on both those Have things. you? Yes. yes. Okay, so it's just about just taking a pause and thinking, what is it that would make me happy? What's out of control? Is mm. it work? Is it family? Mm. Like, how do I find that balance? How do I say no to things? Because I'm a real, you know, sometimes people can just say yes to everything because they don't want to offend people. Yeah. Taking a pause and saying, can I think about this? Can I come back to you? Yeah. Like finding strategies for how... Yeah. You just take a step back before you say yes to everything is the first thing. 
And then the second thing is thinking about your support systems. Like we play roles in our life and like it or not, I think that, and this is a real general statement I probably get shot down for, but I think that women generally still are the major caregivers, the people who like bear the mental workload and, you know, the... What are the going home presents? What are what are we buying for the birthday presents? Who's sorting out the birthday parties? Yeah, you know how we who's sorting out the uniform for back to school? Do you need new shoes? Do you need new Book shoes? The dentist. Book the go dentist. On and on and on. Go on and on yeah. and on and on. And so, like that kind of stuff's got to start at home. Like if we accept that those are our roles and we continue, and our partners or whoever we're with can still say, "Am I babysitting?" or can I help you with that? No, you can't bloody help me. Oh, with I that. always say that. They, you I always children that. too. You're not helping not me. Helping it's me. not my job first and your second. You can pitch in, but you are not helping right. me. Right. So I think it's about taking control yes. of your life. Yes. And that starts at home. Yes. It really does. Yes. It starts with you're not helping me. I'm not taking female jobs and you're not taking the bins out. We're yeah. going to look at what we do as a family and we're going to start to reevaluate how we manage our lives. Yeah. And it's so much easier said than done. I yes. mean, really, it is. Well, yes, because I chucked the laundry at my husband last <laughs> night at 9pm. <laughs> but my husband's now folding laundry, clearing up from what? dinner. Who is so this husband? Should, where my, did you find him? Mine is too. Yeah, he mine is. Mine does clears up from dinner, but laundry is He does, is he's a folding no-no. laundry. Wow. I'm not doing it all. I've no, said to him, nor should I you. work, you work. And it's not even that I've told him. He's mucking in. And I actually think that... Over the last couple of years, we have seen a shift there too. Yeah. And men are really enjoying picking up their kids from school. Yeah. They're enjoying being involved more at home. And we've seen that shift. So we need to grab it with both hands yes. and make sure we don't lose it. Yes. And that's the thing. It's just about taking control back. Okay. And that starts at home. Um, and that's really, really important. Okay. And what about in their work life? Say they're in a... I'm sure there's many people that you come across that are in a full-time job that they don't really like... Um, they feel like they're overworked, under-resourced. Where do they begin with finding some work balance? So that's another interesting one. I think that lots of people who are in jobs are afraid to lose their jobs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially now, we're yes. entering into really hard times. Yeah. And so there's a lot of fear and scarcity. There is a lot of fear. Yeah. There absolutely is. And so there's going to be a lot of people who are thinking, I don't want to rock the boat right now. Yeah. yeah. And I get that. That is real. Mm. But equally, you know, if you are working full time and you need better balance, first of all, it's about putting boundaries in place. Second of all, it's about talking to your employer. It's about having an open dialogue. And if you can't talk to your boss and can't say, hey, look, I'm feeling really stretched. Is there anyone else who can take this part? Or if you want to work flexibly, opening that conversation. It's going to be no surprise to anyone now when you start that conversation. Years ago, people were afraid to ask. Now, yeah. Don't be afraid. Okay. Okay. If you're not afraid, but you might be like, I don't actually know what my rights are. I don't actually know what I'm allowed, what I can say to my boss and say, listen, this is my right as an employee for X, Y, Z. I have to have an hour because it says here. What, where are some places or websites or what stuff can people arm themselves with to be prepared for that conversation? So I think everyone, no one has a right, first of all, to work flexibly. It's not a right. Okay. Um, it, it's something that you agree with you and your employer and it's something that has to work for both of you. Mm-hmm. So it's a conversation. Yeah. In terms of understanding how you go about that yeah. process, there are loads of places and resources that you can tap into. Um, if you go to the ACAS website or to Working Families, they've got tons of amazing information on there that you can tap into. 
if you come to Flexible Working People, which is my website, again, you'll find resources to how to apply for flexible working. And that's kind of like the how do I do it? Yes. That's kind yeah. of the legal bit. What do yeah. you do? Yes. yes. But ultimately, it's about starting a dialogue and having a conversation with your boss. <gasps> so somebody on my um, on my on the Facebook group came in the other week to the Facebook group and said, I went and put in a flexible working request formally to my boss before having a conversation. And my boss went nuts. My boss was totally appalled that I hadn't had that conversation oh, first, okay. that I'd gone through the legal route, yep. I put in this request and why hadn't I spoken to him? And now I feel awful. And it's like, he shouldn't really have done that. But at the same time, there's nothing better than starting... He's probably real... a bit hurt and upset yeah. that she mm. couldn't. Now, that's interesting because last week, no, two weeks ago, we did how to have a difficult conversation on the show. So I would say at this point, go back, listen it's to that. And that might arm you with how to have that conversation with your boss. Yeah. And it shouldn't be a difficult conversation. Like, ultimately, we are all human. If we don't work for bosses where we can't just say, hey, look, I'm feeling really stretched or I'd like to have more flexibility in my life. I'd like to have a conversation with you about it and what that could look like. What do you think? And I think what people shouldn't do is go in and say, hey, I want to work three days a week. Yeah. And that's my decision. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. That's just not how it works. No. So it's about saying, listen, what could work for you as a company that could work for me too? And how can we get to a point where you feel happy and I feel happy, you Lovely. know, and I'm still doing my job. And I think having those conversations are so important and realizing that flexibility isn't a right, but it's something that goes both ways. So actually, if they afford you a bit of flexibility, you're going to give it right back and you're yes. probably going to work even harder. Yes. Mm. So there's something really powerful about having those conversations mm. and being honest. Are all the roles that you recruit now, are they all flexible? All flexible. All flexible. Yeah. So give us an idea of like, would it be like a couple of days a week or is it an hour thing or how do, they're all completely different? All completely different. So like the baseline flexibility, as I said, is a hybrid. Like I won't I won't work with companies who say you have to be in the office okay. five days a week, Monday to Friday, nine, nine till six. six. Yeah. Yeah. So the kind of the baseline is that we offer some flexibility, which means you can work from home. And you can work from the office or we'll do compressed hours or flexi time, but there will be some element of flexibility. Um, so it's anything from project work where somebody wants somebody um, five hours a week to do a bit of admin or virtual assistant or a bit of project work or a bit of help with Excel spreadsheets. So proper project stuff, interim work, um, one day a week, two, three days, like it totally varies, but yeah. every single job that you'll find. So, you know, that we're vetting the people who advertise or we recruit for. Mm. We're saying to them, we're having those conversations for you. So you know that when you come and look at a job on flexible working people, you're going to work for a company that you don't have to be afraid to have that conversation with. Nice. 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 I have two questions for you. Oh, I just have one. Can I go with my two? I bet one of them is. I bet it's the same one. The first one is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on, ladies. <laughs> Spit it out. Right. The, the, question? First, the first one is, how is your work-life balance and how do you manage your work-life balance? And the second one is, what do you do for your self-care? And they might be intertwined. Yeah. And I knew you would ask this. And 
It's a really interesting one because as I started to think about my work-life balance and my self-care, I realised that it wasn't as good as it should be and that, I, and that I genuinely... Sorry, neither is Lauren's. And I genuinely <laughs> talk the talk and don't walk the walk enough. So does she. Is that true? Yeah. What, with regard to my self-care? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Nicole. She's terrible at I'm self-care. I am terrible. <laughs> Spat at you, she's absolutely... Oh, so am I. But, I'm, but look, I'm the picture of health. Picture of health. I do nothing at all. So what do I do? I think the very fact that I gave up employment to set up my own business was my first step on my journey to work-life balance. It's a big step. It's massive. Yeah, it's the biggest yeah. one, actually. And I felt genuinely unwell when I worked for a company. Oh. Genuinely unwell. Like the getting up at the crack of, I mean, I still get up at the crack of dawn. But if I'm tired, genuinely I will go back to bed and have an hour's sleep before I start my day. Good for you. Nice. So a nap. I have I a nap. I like it. Power naps. A power nap. So if I drop the that. kids at eight and I don't want to start work till 9.30, I might go back to bed because I've got something called fibromyalgia, which is um, it's kind of a joint and a fatigue syndrome. And I get really bloody tired yeah. and I don't normally talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it today yeah. because actually I want to be authentic. I feel tired a lot of the time mm. and I can't work when I'm really tired. No. So I well, sometimes... I'm not productive. It's I'm not pointless. Productive. Yeah. And I'm really productive at night, weirdly, when mm. I should be asleep. Mm. I'll be working till one, two in the morning. But I can't get up in the morning and feel productive. Yeah. So that's I'll take... because you've worked till one, two in the morning. I know, <laughs> but, that's when I work, but that's when I like working. So I've created a life for myself yeah. that kind of works for me. Yes, so if I want to have a nap in the morning and work till one in the morning. I think that's can. great. That's my choice. Yes, yeah. totally. It's been lovely, Katie, having you here. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Um, if people want to find you and find your lovely company and the Facebook group, can you just point them in the right direction? Of course. So the website's flexibleworkingpeople.com. We're on Instagram at flexibleworkingpeople. And I'd love to hear from you. So join the Facebook group as well. So the Facebook groups where all the action happens. It's a massive community of people offering support, chat, guidance, jobs. I'm on that group. Good. And I often see, and it's sometimes someone will put, there's like massive threads on there, isn't there? There'll be like really interesting debates and conversation. It's, it's a great group. Always. So if you feel like you want to ask a question, you can come and join the group. It's, I mean, you can ask questions anonymously as well. And I think people sometimes really need that. Yeah. So definitely. not everyone wants to out themselves. Mm. So there's this amazing new anonymous post thing, which mm. people are using a lot now. So mm. come and ask a question, get some support. Great. Oh, Thank you. Thanks so much, Katie. Thank, Thank you. you. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. So should we have a bit of a chat about work-life balance for us? Yes, let us do so. Yes. Let's talk about, uh, well, how, how is your work-life balance? Well, I shall try and summarise as briefly as I can. I started life 
Uh, oh, God. A, no, I started, I started in my mother's uterus <laughs> where I worked very, very hard at growing organs, skin and eyes. No. And um, then I came out and I went to school. Yeah. My first proper job, I was employed. I worked at an actor's agency. So I had a boss. We don't, I had we don't, hours. We don't, we don't need to know about like 100 years we, ago. We do. And we I'll don't. tell you for we why. Don't. Because why? I didn't have children then. And so it was different. But the world was different then. When you, were, when you were in your acting agency, yeah. the world was completely different. It was before social media. It was 1825. <laughs> <laughs> the queen I sent hadn't pigeons. even been queen yet. Yeah. I sent pigeons off to the <laughs> casting directors. No. I'm just saying it's not... It's, your experience with it then and my experience in my first job, it's not relevant to today's world. It's relevant to what I'm going to tell you next, but if I was allowed to speak. <laughs> Why do you think you're allowed to speak on your own podcast? I don't know. It was just a thought I had. <laughs> there were lots of evenings out. So I worked my day and then if I had to work in the evenings as well to go to the theatre or see clients, I could, whatever. Then I had two children and everything changed. And I made a, a very definite decision before I was even pregnant and obviously we discussed this before the children came along that when we had children I wanted them to be my first priority as in I wanted to take a long maternity leave and then consider if and when I went back and whether that would be full-time or part-time or whatever but I was always very very clear that financially whatever was going on had to work around the fact that I was not going to pay someone the for the pleasure of raising my children. that And that was just my choice. I'm not saying it's right, it's wrong. It's just how I felt. So I actually stopped that job after my second son was born and I started work as a doula, as we all know. Self-employed, choose my clients. Can't choose your hours though, because the babies not come when they come. But there was no office, there was no boss, there was no... Um, need to be anywhere so the majority of my time was always at home and then I was only gone when I was at a birth and the meetings I would do in the evening so I I built a career and a micro business around the fact that I wanted to be mainly based at home so the children apart from when I was at a birth never really realized I had a job which was exactly how I wanted it to be and that was very very so you important had great work to me. balance so I I I feel like Yes, I have always had a great work-life balance. Where the balance hasn't been amazing is probably more to the work side because, because I prioritised the children and the home for so many years, I didn't sort of climb that ladder at the agency and have yeah, a and massive job and earn loads of money. And I could have done that. And I'm, what, that's exactly what I was going to say. And your your financial payout was different yes because of that yes but now but isn't that a shame in itself that that's kind of how it has to be that if you're prioritizing your home over your work then your your wages will reflect that it is a shame it doesn't have to be like that because I could have chosen to have stayed there full time and I could have had a nanny yes but you wouldn't have had the balance that's what I I'm wouldn't saying. have had you the balance can but you have both I my personal feeling is I'm not sure you can have everything and not sacrifice something but for me and now I'm coming to the end of raising my oldest child he's leaving in two weeks and for me when I'm when I look back now and I hope when I look back in 20-30 years time I will always have enormous satisfaction that I was able to do that because to me that is what's the mo what the most important thing to me. But, but something we have got to highlight is that you had a partner 
who could support yes. you yes. financially. Yes. He could make yes. up that extra yes. wage yes. that you're of not course. bringing in. I was just about to say that. Yeah. We have to acknowledge, in I think in both of our working lives, that we are very privileged to have partners who are earning more than us, who are the main breadwinners in the household. So it wasn't a case of I, I didn't have a choice. I had to work that nine to five, five days a week. I am incredibly privileged to have had the choice and I absolutely accept and acknowledge that that that's amazing for me and it's not the case for many, well, many I, people. Well, I actually feel quite differently about it. Okay. Which, which I'm very grateful yeah. for, you know, Adam and I have worked much more as a team yeah. financially mm -hmm. up and up until now, which yeah. I talked about in last week's show. So yeah. I'm not going to go and repeat myself on yeah. that one. Um, I have obviously, from the, the minute I had kids, I set up my own uh, salon yeah so I was always had the most amazing work-life balance yeah but if a child was off school uh then it would come down to me I would have to cancel my day yeah if my husband who traveled for he's he's always traveled yeah. bar COVID he's always traveled loads so is mine so right so yeah. I have to be around more and yeah. there was a there was a point where um I had Daisy but I hadn't had Lily Rose yet mm. And we were both traveling for work because mm. I was in the editorial side of hairdressing. And I remember I would come home from a job and he would leave. And we were like passing ships. And I had a baby at home. Yeah. It wasn't workable. Yeah. And the fact that he was earning, he wasn't even earning that much more than me at that time. Mm. But that's what we decided mm. that his business, his career would take. Do you know what? It wasn't even a decision. It just happened. Yeah. It wasn't a conversation of, okay, I'm going to take the back seat in mm. our careers now so you can go and mm. fly. It just, that's just how it was. And that was what, 15 years ago. Yeah. So perhaps the conversation would be different now. Mm. That's only in a very short period of time, but I do believe that that would be different. Yeah. So I came out of editorial and I came out of TV and I went full time into my salon mm. um, and it was much more workable. I could do it around nursery hours, school hours, blah, blah, blah. But again, because I had to prioritize my family life because he just wasn't really around, my my finances reflected that sure and i didn't really have the opportunity to earn the same as adam mm. because i was the primary carer yeah and yes i have loved it and yes it is a privilege and all of the things that you said i completely agree but i do sit with some resentment around that that my career didn't really go to the places that i wanted it to go to and i felt it was very much held back by motherhood mm. and again like I just said before it was my choice mm. I chose it mm. but at the same time I felt like his career flew he has grown his business and he could just go to Madrid at the drop of a yeah. hat and go off to South Africa and yeah. do a two-week yeah. recce he could do that I couldn't no so I had to stop all of it and I still don't really know how I feel about that. Do now. you know what? Because it's not dissimilar. My husband also has worked abroad for many years. He has a lot of trips and his business and his career has also grown hugely since we met and we married. And I, I understand that feeling of kind of sitting in the resentment of, all oh, right, so you just get to pack a suitcase and go to Heathrow and I've got a baby on my knee and a toddler with a cold and and my own business and, 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 it's, and my yeah, own business and it's on me yeah and it's all on me but I always had to take a, 
a, a small step back and think, do you know what? This was my choice. I wanted to have three children. I wanted to be home all the time. I never had the conversation of, I want to go and earn and do this and therefore we're getting a nanny and this is what's going to happen. So in those moments of like, this is very I, fair, I don't think it, I chose, it was my I, choice. I, it was my choice as well, mm. but I, it wasn't as conscious as yours. Okay. We just, that's kind of... How it happened. It's just how it happened. Yeah. 15 years ago, you know... <laughs> It was just it was Adam's it was Adam's role to go and build his business yeah. and to go and be the breadwinner and yeah. it was my role to be at home and I think honestly I think now if it was that we would have had we would have a very different conversation plus I'm a very different woman as to of who course. I was 15 years ago but I was always fiercely ambitious I still am um, and I always felt that I was very held back and that is it's not a regret because. I have a wonderful family life and obviously I've moved forward into a different career now, but I think I've put part of that ambition into what we're doing now because I still don't feel like I ever really fulfilled my true potential mm. in the hairdressing world. Mm. Mm. But, but I always had great work-life balance yeah. and a lot of my friends that were working full-time and had these big high-powered jobs would mm. look at me with my own business and my own thing mm. and very much uh, envious the fact that I could finish at three and still be earning a great living because I'm working for myself. Yeah. So there's that part that I was always around for school pickups. I was always around to make their dinner. I was always around to, uh, you know, I was always around if they were sick, but, but my career took a hit. It did. But what it came down to for me in the end was that I'll never get those years back. Never, ever, ever, ever. But I can always get a job. I can always work. I can always earn money. That potential is always there for me. But the school plays and the being able to go on the trip and being there at the school gates and being there on the first days and the last days, but I it, can't get that back. But you can't. And I can't replace I, myself with anyone else. No. And what you're, what you're pointing to is the balance that you wanted for yourself, which is yes. fantastic. Yes, but the balance was very much skewed one way towards my life than it was towards my work, I think. Not to say, wow, it's, it's you know, it's a tough one. And, and I think I'm a little bit kind of, um, I can't think what the word is that I'm looking for. Resigned, resigned to the fact that if you are going to be a mum and you want to be very involved, something's got to give. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, it's your work. And if it isn't your work, and it's I, your sanity. And I, yeah, yes. <laughs> if it isn't your work, it's your sanity. And I resent that hugely. I that does not sit peacefully with me because I don't think that's fair. I think, of course, parenting has changed and shifted hugely. And Fathers are far more hands-on yes. and involved yes. than they ever yes. have been. I mean, Adam is a much more hands-on dad than his dad was. And I know that that's gone through the generations yeah. and the same as my dad. Um, and it will continue to yeah. get better and better. And I think the gap will close. But I think you and I were probably the last generation of women that didn't really have that uh, that privilege of... Uh, of it just being equal footing from the start. Agreed. So should we talk about our work-life balance now? Yes. Now? Yes. Do you want to tell me about your week? It's not really a week, is it? It's more like a three-month Well, it's period. been a process. I am now... Please go and listen to last week's show if you haven't yet, because it will give you... It will give you context. It will listeners. give you context yeah. to where Lauren and I are at with our work-life balance. Um, so my whole routine has changed. Yeah. And I'm not good at yeah. a routine. 
So I thought it was quite interesting to bring that here because I'm sure that there's many other people that aren't good when they're out of routine and good with change. I'm all right with change, but I just need it to settle. Mm. So whereas I have my very fixed days of podcasting, my very fixed days of coaching and my very fixed days of hairdressing, mm. and then certain hours of the day where, you know, I stop work at say five o'clock so I can make dinner and be mm. with my kids mm. and all of that. So it was all very in place. Mm. Now everything's changed. I'm not doing a school run because they're both at secondary school. Um, I'm working with you every day. And I, I actually don't even know my ass from my elbow. I haven't been able to... The, the gym. When am I going to the gym? It's doing my head in. In the morning. I can't go in the morning. Why? Because I don't know. I can't seem to get my shit together. Well, okay. So I can't go at 7am when I always used to go because I need to walk the kids down to the bus stop. So that's that. And then I can't go later because it's then in the middle of the day. It doesn't matter. It's not about the gym. It, but it's fitting everything in in a, in a very new routine is very tricky i think the key words there are new routine well let me play you my voice note okay i think lauren and i are going to have to have a bit of a difficult conversation this week about our work routine because i am all over the place i don't know whether i'm coming or going and i need routine i need to know when we're working i need to know when i can go to the gym i need to know when i can you know do stupid vacuous things like get my nails done i just need to know and I, this is the not knowing is making me very anxious I understand because you are very much a person who likes to, okay, Monday I'm doing this, Tuesday I'm doing this, Wednesday. And so yeah, we've had yeah. a few conversations, haven't we, recently yeah. before we started our first new, new look working week. Yeah. Okay, I just need to know, Lauren, I just need to know. On well, Mondays we're in the studio and then what happens on the Tuesday? And now is it in my house, at your house? What? And I was like, look, let's aim for this, let's plan for this, and then we'll see how, we'll feel it out for a few weeks and see how our routine looks and feels and blah, blah, blah. But I could feel your sort of anxiety over I did not having this concrete, <laughs> this concrete at 10.04. I will ring your doorbell and we shall work through until 2.07 when you have to leave for the school run, you know. I did say to you the first couple of weeks, I might be a bit of an edgy mess. No, what you said was, I'm going to be a nightmare. I'm going to be a nightmare. I'm going to be on it, on you all the time. Yeah. I'm not there, am I? No, you're not. You're not. But I but I, I, I just want to know what we're doing and when we're doing it. Okay, but also we have to kind of feel our way into this yes. because we are in a new routine. And here we are again with the, of me being me and you being you. You're yeah. very chilled about it. It's calm. It'll all sort itself out. Yeah. I'm like, I need to know now. What are we doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just you and me all over. It is. Yeah. It is. So that's where I'm at with my okay. work-life balance. But I do have an amazing work-life balance. You do. And generally. also you are now no longer having a panic attack in Phoenix about the overwhelm. Yes. Yes. So the, towards the end, I did not have great work-life balance because as, as we were getting much busier with this, it was taking over everything, which meant that I was just working all the time. Yeah. And that wasn't good. And then obviously I had my panic attack. So that was like, oh, okay, something needs to shift. And it did. Yeah. So now I'm sitting in the new shift. Yeah just kind of feeling my way out into how my everyday life is going to look. But how does it feel to you if we think about those steps, if you like pause and think, and how are you feeling? Happy and content or resentful and angry? Like, how No, do I was resentful feel? and angry before. Yeah. I'm not. I'm so happy. I said to Adam this morning, mm. I feel the happiest and most content I have ever felt. Mm. I just feel like everything's in place. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And I, yeah, I just smile a lot 
Nice. And you? Well, I'll play you a little voice note of my, of sort of how the last few months have been going, because this isn't a sudden thing, is it? This is a sort of a more, uh, it's been a couple of months work in progress about yeah. how we're going to yeah. change things up. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know we keep saying like how our week went, but it's not our week. It's like how our spring went, I guess. Summer. Well, mine was spring into summer. Go on. So I'm thinking about the steps that we're supposed to take when we're thinking about the work-life balance. The first one was pause. Consider what's going on for you. What's causing you stress or unhappiness? How is it affecting my work and my personal life? Well, I am back-to-back with clients. So I've just finished two births. I've still got two to go. I'm permanently on call. One baby is incredibly late one baby came early I I can't turn my phone off really for another about three and a half weeks that's 24 7 now I know I'm not at work 24 7 but there is a part of me emotionally that is there so I'm going on to the second bit pay attention to your feelings how are you feeling fulfilled and happy or angry and resentful well right now unfortunately I'm feeling really resentful and really stressed uh, what needs to change? I just can't be on call like this all the time anymore. I am much older than when I started. I am more tired. This is too much for me and I need to consider my alternatives and make changes. Well, Nicole and I have got a lot of big discussions coming up soon. So this really is the perfect time to do that. Check you out going through all the steps, you good girl. I've got another little voice note for you, which was think about four weeks later so the fourth birth is complete four babies here safe four mummies are fine my feeling when i'm taking a second to pause is relief that that's it that's all i'm feeling in my mind and my body knowing that my days can be planned and that i can go to bed at night knowing that i am not going to be called and have to get up and the chaos and the last minute having to sort everything out with my house and the kids and everything else is over and it's a lovely feeling but it doesn't feel like that's the right feeling that I should be having discuss relief yeah but that I mean that is but that's all that's a massive sign of where you want your energy to sit yeah okay I should be feeling like Oh, should. So looking, what do you mean should? Well, why should okay. you be feeling a certain? Listen, normally I would be feeling. Oh, I'm really looking forward to the next yeah, client. But you're, and... You've moved on. Mm. You've moved on. It was just so you are much evolving. It like was a so, butterfly. It was so much. It was so much. So that kind of that was the end of June, and then I've had this whole summer with no clients and no births and no one call and then and how has it been amazing and then resolving everything with you and sorting out what we're going to do and just that whole feeling of I know that on a Tuesday I'm here and I'm not going to get a phone call and suddenly have to drop my whole life to be somewhere else lovely it's been amazing and um I also said to Ollie the other night I said I haven't felt this satisfied and happy about my work in over a decade I just I yeah I just feel like it's it's just ticking all my boxes you know I'm writing I'm creating I'm enjoying it does this mean we're in love 
Yeah. <laughs> then soon we're going to get married. But I don't want any more babies. Okay. Deal? Deal. I, I don't think that's a problem. Oh, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> um, I just feel really, really like I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. You know? With balance. With beautiful seesaw balance and creativity and passion and hustle and drive and a bit of hard work and well, a lot of hard work and all of it yeah should we summarize yeah so what worked the pause and the sitting to think how do i feel about all of this, my work, my life and the balance. What am I feeling in my body about it? And what's that telling me? And if I'm feeling resentful and annoyed and overwhelmed, this is a sign. Yeah. Hello, please yeah. readdress yeah. this. Find your priorities, change something up. Yes. And that is what I did. Yes. I echo all of that. What worked for you? Exactly that. Just noticing we're going back now pre-summer when I was feeling overwhelmed all the time I was feeling resentment all the time I was feeling stressed if if a client would text me even if it was a coaching client mm. would I love coaching mm. but because I was so burnt out in so many different so many different things I, I just felt pissed off all the time yeah which is such a shame it's just not life is too short to be feeling pissed off all the time yeah and removing the one thing that I knew that was causing a lot of time and energy has just I feel like a different person mm. and I feel like I have a new lease for life nice so I would say definitely that pause is imperative check in on yourself all the time check in on how you're feeling mm. because it will never lie to you you might not like the answer mm. but it will never lie and I really do think that bit is important about don't wait for something major to happen you know I'm thinking about my friend who ended up having a, a, a heart attack whilst away on a business trip for her to realize, oh my God, I've been working too much, too hard, too long. And my body is now gone. Okay, here's a sign. Well, you I have to stop. I keep saying this to my husband and he says to, he said to me, so what are you recording today? I said, work-life balance. He said, oh, I should come on and talk about how not to do it. I yeah. said, yes. You... And so should my husband, yeah. Mr. I've just got a few emails to send at midnight. Yeah, I yeah. said, you you would yeah. be the expert of how not to but do it. But this is this is part and parcel also of the self-employment thing because all four of us are self-employed. We're yep. all working for ourselves. So, yep. so the joy is when we don't have a boss, we don't have regular hours, we don't have anyone to report to. But the downside is you... My day doesn't stop. As my husband says, you eat what you kill. So, you know, you you have to track on because you're the one But I also But I also think when it's affecting your sleep or it's affecting your pain threshold or it's affecting how you're eating and looking after yourself and your enjoyment for life, like we said in the intro, mm. that is when it needs addressing. But it's harder because if you if you have a boss you can go to or, or a manager above you, you can, there are issues you can address and there are things you can change and you've got a system to do that with. When you're self employed that that onus is on you to to recognize it and make the changes for yourself which yes. i think in a way is it comes, is harder. It comes back to boundaries again yeah. so there's a lot in this depending yeah. on your employment status right totally um i want to talk about what didn't work what didn't work is what you touched on earlier which is that however whatever world we're living in yes the majority of childcare and even parent care, if you are sandwiched between two generations, often falls to the women. And mm, 
that's just kind of still how it is. And that's tricky emotionally. It is, but I've seen a big shift from when Daisy started school to now. So that's what, 10 years mm. that there are so many more men mm. at the school gates than there ever were 10 yeah, years there ago. Are. So that is definitely on the move. Mm. In a good positive way. In a really way. good positive yeah. way. Are we going to ask the big question? Is it coming in the club? Of course it's coming in the club. How can we not have work-life balance in the club? Of People coming be in, the club. in our club to have a bit of leisure time and that'll be part of their balance. Absolutely. I think it's a real, real important topic. Me too. We'll be back on Friday, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be in touch, hello at selfcareclub.co.uk and we'll be talking more about work-life balance. So please share any thoughts that you have with us on that email. You can DM us at Instagram at selfcareclubpod and we will speak to you then. Bye-bye.